0: what does a pharmacist do well most people might answer that a pharmacist dispenses the medications that my doctor prescribes now i work with a ton of great pharmacists and one thing that i don't generally see is excitement about pills in a vial and this is probably because pharmacists have been trained to do so much more so what can you get excited about in your community to find out let's go beyond the scripts Hey, I'm Will Tuft with Beyond the Scripts. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we have a great episode. I want to kind of talk about some things that have been going on over the past year, two years now. Uh, Those two years have really flown by, but there have been a lot of distractions with COVID and the adaptations that independent pharmacies have had to make to kind of meet the needs of this uh, kind of unprecedented Climate that we're in, but then also, you know, really adapt to those patient needs during this time and providing all of those immunizations. A lot has changed, uh, but a lot has stayed the same. So, you know, it's just like in school when I wanted to uh, take on those extracurricular activities, and my parents were reminding me, hey, there's still those grades uh, accumulating in the background. It's really important that we stay focused on some of those metrics that have not gone anywhere, have not changed, and even new metrics have been added. So today, wanna to bring in a special guest from uh, Germ's uh, Thrifty Clinic Pharmacy down in Opelousas, Louisiana, Germaine Robinson. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Will, I appreciate you guys asking me to be here. And peace to everyone at Pioneer. You guys are top notch.
0: Awesome, yeah, you've been with Pioneer for a little bit, huh?
1: Yeah, 2017.
0: Nice, nice. So, uh, before we talk about Germs uh, Pharmacy and where you're at now, let's talk a little bit about where you came from. I think that's always kind of interesting to see like the uh, experiences that pharmacists have had that kind of shapes what they're passionate about now. So, uh, where'd you come from before uh, you had your own pharmacy?
1: Well, I was born and raised in Church Point, Louisiana, which is a little ways from Lafayette, not very far. Um, Cajun country, we should say. Grew up with French-speaking parents. Uh, Myself, learned to speak French. Throughout my career, I've done hospital, uh, mental health, compounding, uh, worked for the VA administration, just been around everywhere, chain pharmacies, uh, and ended up in independent. Pharmacy, which has been a blessing. So I've had all the, I've pretty much been everywhere and, and done it all. Um, but being an independent is, is, is just a great thing. I'm in Opelousas. Uh, everybody's family, when they leave, we love you. It, it's just an amazing experience, um, especially that I'm with them more than I'm with my family. So good, good. We have a good rapport. Everybody's wonderful.
0: Yeah, we had, uh, Joel Fruget on, uh, recently and, uh, Pharmacy
1: school with Joel Fruget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: Friends. for me to come after him and do this podcast, because <laughs> hands down, he was terrific. He was just great.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a neat guy. Uh, but he also kind of, you know, right there in your neighborhood down in South Louisiana, uh, same kind of cultural vibe down there, um, a little bit different than the uh, kind of culture we have here in Shreveport, Louisiana. We always try to kind of identify with uh, the the cooler, like, Louisiana culture that you guys have down there. Um, but he also kind of echoed some of that same sentiment about, you know, that uh, – that, that tie to the pharmacy and, and your employees and your kind of community feel there?
1: I was actually uh, off a couple of days last week and I'm in a, a a doctor's office. I'm in the middle of, I have a doctor on one side and nurse practitioners on the other side. And I was only gone for a couple of days and, and the doctor next door to me was like, oh my God, you're back. And I'm like, I was just gone for two days. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa. But I hadn't had a day off since November of last year, other oh, wow. than the week. Yeah. Other than the weekend. Uh, it's just myself and a technician had been working. I just recently got uh, a new pharmacist. Yay. Uh, part time. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. And she's a form D her name's Megan Guidry and, uh, great things are going to happen. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, that's one of the things I was going to mention is that, um, You know, a lot of pharmacies have, um, you know, those really close-knit teams where, you know, the uh, technicians, especially in independent pharmacies, play such a larger role than, you know, what the definition of technician might be. You know, whereas uh, the definition of a technician may be much more of a, you know, interchangeable part. Uh, it really seems like independent pharmacies, and especially some of the independent pharmacies in that area, really the technicians become a more integral part of the fabric of that pharmacy. So, you know, your technician, for example, I've seen uh, that she appears on your billboards and on your uh, in your interviews right there with you.
1: She is my marine of the pharmacy. She is frontline and all technicians are frontline By all means, we could not do it without them. We don't even have a cashier. It was just Nikki. Her name's Nikki Phillips, by the way, and a big clap for her. Um, We are a cashier. We are, you know, take out the trash, mop the floor, you name it, answer the phone. And and still, at the end of the day, everything's done, you know, we're able to do the job. But she, hands down, has just taken it upon herself to come in and just Roll with the punches and you tell her once and she's got it down to the science.
0: It's it's definitely kind of a um an atmosphere that like it it has to kind of transcend um you know the the job title. Uh you know, there's there's really no room in independent pharmacy for every anyone to ever be like, that's not my job. <laughs> it seems like whatever we can we do. And, and that's, you know, such a, such a cool part of that. So, um, glad to, glad to hear you're adding to that team and, and expanding that.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So tell me a little bit about Germs Pharmacy. Um, Hey, love the name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it takes a while for people to get it once I say, well, my name's Germaine." Oh, okay. Now, you know, it's like <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah. So I just had to throw that in there. You know, I have a brother whose name's Barry two sisters one's bonnie one's susie and then, i don't know my mom came up with germaine that was a bit of a stretch but I, actually i was named after a nun nice <laughs> sister germaine or or mother germaine i'm not quite sure <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, so, um, did you come into that pharmacy as like an existing, uh, community pharmacy yes. or, or is that one you started? Okay. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Um, the person I bought it from had another pharmacy and he just couldn't do two pharmacies anymore. I was doing relief for him and it was just a perfect opportunity and perfect timing for me as well. So, uh, I took it over. They were doing some things that, wasn't what i would do um so we changed up a bunch of stuff um and i came from prior to that at one of the big chain pharmacies which back in gosh i guess 2008 or 9 we learned how to do mtms at that point so they already knew this is coming down the pipe and that's a long time ago. So they were well ahead of the game. And I had the perfect boss. Her name's Paula Bell. I think everybody knows Paula Bell. Uh, she's just, she was an excellent mentor. So whenever I took over the pharmacy, she's like, hey, you need to get in with the Equip, you know, get, start doing your MTMs and everything. So immediately I started doing all of that, following that, which I didn't know too much. Oh, and by the way, she said, and you need Pioneer.
0: nice 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 plug yes
1: yes so immediately i had another software uh and i'm like yep first things first so i got pioneer going and then uh i think my psao at the time was somebody different than who i have now pharmacy first which they've been great with helping me um getting started with the equip uh i also met up with uh Tori Pearson for Medicine on Time, which that just set me on a whole new goal because the adherence was not there. I mean, I don't even know if I was even on a star rating. I think I might have been negative, really, when I took over. (laughs) So uh, with the help of Tori, uh, she introduced me to PSAO and I forget who was working at the time. They're no longer there now. It's Dalton. I'm I'm, I'm talking a lot with. Um, from there, she also hooked me up with Brittany Boyd with PQS, and we sat uh, on a conference call. And Brittany broke down the trimester report, which I have been throwing away because I really I'm like <laughs> ah, they're taking my money, whatever. You know, filing it. She's like, no, you know, you know, you can do stuff. So. With the help of Medicine on Time and Pharmacy First, they uh, put me on a pilot program. So I took all the outliers from the equip dashboard and started packaging these patients. And just from that, my score started going up. Then Brittany had explained to me some other things, which I wasn't even noticing on, on the dashboard. started working with that, figuring out what insurances were affecting us. So with Pioneer's excellent reporting, I was able to pull those insurance companies, get those outliers from there, and focus on them instead of trying to focus on everybody. I pinpointed it to exactly who was on that trimester report. And lo and behold, the next thing you know, my scores on my trimester reports were amazing. You know, it's just, I know they're going to take money from me no matter what, but if you can get to the bottom of that variable range, you know, if it's 12 or 17%, hey, you're just going to get 12. You're not going to get the 17, you know?
0: Yeah. So, okay, you just unpacked a lot of information, and anybody within, like, the pharmacy um, atmosphere is going to understand that. One one thing I love about this podcast is that a lot of people who – aren't necessarily familiar with all of the ins and outs of pharmacy billing and and ratings and and all of these things um sometimes find their way to this podcast so um can you kind of explain what happened? so it sounds like you went into this existing pharmacy. you said, "Hey, I see some ways to improve so if the if the previous owner sold that, obviously they were struggling in some areas. Um, whether it was management or profitability or just being overextended. Um, So you saw some areas to improve, probably operationally, but it sounds like you really focused in on some metrics. So you mentioned PQA and you mentioned scores. So uh, briefly kind of summarize what scores. Is that five-star ratings and how does that work and and why did those come about?
1: Yeah, well – and doctors need to get on board too because, you know, it's been tried with us and, and now it's going to affect them. Well, actually, Pioneer, I mean, on your dashboard as you're filling prescriptions, you can look and see what percentage of the time these medicines are being filled. You, you know, we focus on your statins, your ARBs, ACEs, um, and your diabetes medicine. That's what we were focusing on at first to make sure that they were compliant. You know, you don't want to see anybody come in and, you know, hey, they're 100% on their pain medication, but 60% on their cholesterol medication, diabetes sure, sure. medication, you know. So, you know, following Pioneer, um, and that's what the Equib dashboard is all about. They're letting you know, hey, these people are, are failing. They're not adherent, and, and that's what's affecting your bottom line, your, your reimbursements. So I just, you know, worked with that, uh, ran reports. And, and now it's, it's really, once a, once a week, Nick will run a report, make sure, hey, yep, everybody's already, we have them, pretty much a lot of them med-synced. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. You know, and I even did an MTM the other day for a person. Um, they paid me 30 bucks just to med-sync them. Yeah. Hey perfect opportunity to me to for me to start packaging this patient's medicine, you know.
0: Yeah, well that's the key if um you know, we we rolled out Medicare Part D, uh it's going to save the the healthcare landscape a lot a lot a lot of money if you can be proactive, if you can focus on that preventative care. Um so we see that rolling out and then we see hey, we need to find ways to keep people accountable or use a carrot and a stick and and keep these patients taking their medications. Uh, And you mentioned those therapeutic classes that are those priority therapeutic classes, the, what is it, diabetes, hypertension, and cholesterol. Those are the big ones that are going to keep people out of the hospital.
1: Correct, especially in this day and age of COVID. Yeah. You know, you need to stay on top of your disease states because it is it is what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so I imagine if you're, you know, not going – if all of your routines have changed over the past year or two, I imagine adherence is also going to be one of those routines that may, uh, may suffer. So uh, PQA has the standards that they've set. You need to take a medication blank percent of the time you know, 80%, whatever, uh, for it to be effective. And so they have some metrics. Uh, They use the PDC. um, Yes. Which is proportion of days covered. And then Pioneer has the PDC and also like the MPR. So, um, you know, when you do have a patient who's coming into your pharmacy, you're filling their prescriptions. How do you go about keeping an eye on that? Because while you're filling and billing, it's kind of – Kind of hard to just look at, you know. Are you taking every medication all of the time? Like, how are how are you actually keeping up with that during workflow? And you know, realistically, and not just theoretically.
1: Well, when they call in for, let's just say they'll call in, I need uh, rosuvastatin filled or anything. We're on top of it. We're already looking at their profile. Well, hey, you got your metformin that same day you know, you should be out of that as well. And and so, oh, yeah, I, I only have two or three left. So we really try to keep them all in sync, you know, encourage them. And, and you know, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just as guilty. However, I package my medicines now because I was not, I'm not compliant. <laughs> so I can't practice unless, I'm, uh, you know, preach it unless I'm practicing it. So that, that packaging works because and I understand I'm, I'm, you know, a lot younger than a lot of my patients, but I'll walk away and I go back and I'm like, did I take it or did I think I took it? Right. <laughs> when you eat, when it's in a bottle. However, when it's packaged, I've got the day and the date on it. No, I just thought about it. So let me pop open that Monday's package or whatever and take my medicine. Um, but on refills, we try to catch them when they call in for them. You know, and proactiveness, you you talk to them. And not only that, and I guess we forget, but we really need to talk to them about their diet. That makes a big difference. We're not just there to dispense. We're healthcare providers. So, you know, I try to encourage them. You know, I I had a lady who was a, a newfound diabetic. And she's like, but, you know, I don't eat sweets. And, and they automatically put her on insulin. So I had to teach her how to use insulin because that particular office didn't teach her. She's like, I, I don't understand. I don't eat sweets. I was like, well, you know, it's South Louisiana now. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, but do you eat rice and potatoes? Do you like beer? And she's like, oh, yeah, I like my beer. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and my rice and my potatoes. So I had to explain to her, it's not just that sweet tooth. You know, yeah, we've got to cut back on carbs or watch what carbs we eat and intake. And, uh, but she was like, wow, I didn't know that.
0: Well, that's, that's an important thing to, uh, to note is that, you know, culturally, uh, geographically, even, you know, that's going to have a, a, a huge bearing on some of those social determinants. So like if, If I'm going down south, Louisiana, I'm going to pull off on I-49 because there's a butcher shop in Opelousas that has fried pork chops that are just amazing. (laughs) Everything, (laughs) (laughs)
1: the cracklings. I mean, come on, boot ass. It's hell to lose weight around here, but you know, (laughs)
0: that's why I walk. (laughs) Yeah, um, South Louisiana. It's definitely. I wouldn't describe it as a a paleo uh, diet or a, uh, you know, a super health conscious diet. It's very tasty food, but um, probably presents its own, you know, social determinants. If you live in South Louisiana, you're probably enjoying a lot of that great, uh, although somewhat unhealthy, (laughs) cuisine. And
1: and it's nothing for us to have rice and gravy with potatoes. You know, we'll have a potato salad or whatever, some other potatoes. It's like, wow. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> and my husband's an excellent cook. Oh my goodness. So it's really tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you look at a patient's profile, one thing that I um thought was really interesting is you said, if you're taking it a refill, you're not just acting like short order cook, throwing it in a queue. You're actually taking the, uh, a couple seconds. And really with um, Pioneer, you have all of the information there to do almost like really quick, um, you know, medication uh, reviews while you're on the phone with that patient. Absolutely. I mean,
1: we do that. I mean, I take blood pressure checks and do e-care plans. Um, I was uh, actually, on, I am with uh, CPSN doing flip the pharmacy. And from that, I actually got a private payer for uh, a year
0: yeah. doing e-care plans
1: for uh, opiate assessment. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a great experience. So, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't drop the ball. I'm still doing it. You know, it's, it just becomes part of your, your, your game plan, which yeah. is a good thing. It really
0: is. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really the key. If it's not part of your game plan, if it's not integrated into your workflow, if it's not just what you do, um, you know, if it's something you go back and do later, it's real easy for later to get later and later. <laughs>
1: That's correct. That's correct. It'll pile up. But I mean, you know, you just get into a routine, and when you have that great workflow, and and once you have it established, it's just second nature. It's just part of your daily routine. And, and look, if if Nikki and I could do it alone, and and be five stars. You just have to have the right people in the right place. You know, there's I see a lot of pharmacies that have a lot of staff and you've got to have one person in there that can do all of this. And, and, you know, I'm not a high volume like, you know, some stores, but they have more employees than I do. So there's a way to incorporate someone in there. You just find that right person and, and, and get them going. And once you do, it's it's amazing. It just works itself out.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like you're really just being conscious of specific metrics that you know are affecting your store's ratings. You mentioned five star. So what does what being a five star pharmacy mean? And then how does that affect your pharmacy like from a business standpoint?
1: Well, um your reimbursements are at at its best. Your score, that means you're keeping up with your outliers. Um, and again, it goes back to the Equip dashboard, they give you a percentage where you need your patients to be. And, uh, once I started, once I got with the program, figured it all out and which took a little while, um, it's on autopilot now. So pretty much it just, it works itself out, you know, we're five stars, uh, reimbursements are at the best it can be you know unfortunately they still take money from you but hey you know that means your yeah. adherence is great you know my patients are doing good which makes me feel good because at the end of the day it's about them
0: yeah so it's it's interesting you can uh take something that seems incredibly sterile you know looking at your you know statistics across your pharmacy you know that sounds uh somewhat higher level and removed from you know, how that patient is doing. But really, you know, if you look across the board, PQA has set those standards so that, you know, you're being rated on the effectiveness of your care. If a patient's not taking their medication 80% of the time, then that medication is not going to be effective. They're going to end up in the hospital. So, you know, it really does come down to, you know, that, that ground floor of, you know, really providing that care for your patients and helping improve their life. So, you know, what are the what are the steps because I know there's a lot of pharmacies out there that are hoping they're doing everything right, but maybe they're not um they're not actually checking up on their equip scores.
1: Well and also <clears throat> if a patient's not compliant, let's say on metformin and we're not keeping up with it, or they're gonna go to the doctor the doctor's going to think they're taking this metformin. So now they're going to put them on Genuvia. Well, personally, I want to make sure they're taking their metformin because I don't want to have to fill Genuvia and lose $35. Because at the end of the day, that's what they're doing. Brand name drugs, we are not getting reimbursed the cost of the medication. It's a challenge. So again, these doctors assume they're taking the metformin, but you know they're their A1C is still high, and but they're not taking it. So why put them on Genuvia? How about let's get to that bottom line? So if you're making sure they're taking, you know, glipizide, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the key. If, uh, you know, a patient's not taking their medication, they go back to the doctor. The doctor says, are you taking your medication? They're like, oh, yeah, every day, <laughs> twice <laughs> <laughs> twice <laughs> twice a day when necessary. Like, and I'm not <laughs> you know.
1: even Cracklins and Buddha either.
0: <laughs> right. Switch to all salad stock. Uh, you know, D- didn't happen. Uh, so you're right. That that's just going to complicate their uh, their medication regimens because the doctor is going to say, okay, we need to try something else. We're going to introduce something else, um, and it can kind of snowball. Um, but again, you mentioned doing those labs, so even if the patient. Picks up their medications if they tell you they're taking it and they're just accumulating on the countertop, um, you know you're you're actually going to find that uh, you're you're going to see the uh, you're going to see the report card, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're quick to tell me the truth. Oh no, I have plenty metformin. Well, but if you're running out of your cholesterol medicine and you filled it on the same date, so they they end up having to confess well i'm really not taking it like i should well then my suggestion to them is how about i package it Mm. you know all in the same square you'll take it you won't forget it works beautifully
0: yeah so adherence packaging is something that you know was really kind of introduced to the public in in a bigger way in the past couple years with Amazon's pill pack, you know, a lot of regular consumers who are maybe you know not familiar with the options that are out there from independent pharmacy um saw a pill pack and they said, "Wow, this is so cool." And you know, I was telling friends of mine, I'm like, "You know, there's a independent pharmacy up the road from you that offers that service and we'll do it far better because they're able to sync your medications for you. They're able to, you know, get those short fills, which you can't do, um, on, on the on a pill pack. You know, it's it's such an amazing service. It was kind of underappreciated uh, from independents. So I think that's one the neat thing that came from all of that. I don't think too too many pharmacies, independent pharmacies, lost patients over it so much as gained awareness of what's out there and we can do this better
1: yeah because we have such a rapport with the physicians i mean we can get on the horn call get a nurse hey this person wants to package their medicines and this is what i really love about it is you don't have to wait 10 days for a refill because when i say look i package their medicines i need to package it like today or tomorrow i need that refill Yeah, they're like okay, and especially now that they're going to be graded as well, these physicians on medicine adherence. They're gonna, it's there. You're not waiting for refills. You know, It, it, it it's great for pharmacy and for the physicians.
0: Yeah, so that's that's the other side of it is that you know you're you're going through the extra steps. You're you're really paying attention to that patient's profile. You're giving them their medication. On time and adherence packaging medication on time. So, yes. uh, <laughs> see what I did there. All right. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, so the uh, you know the doctors have to love that because you're also doing that follow up. You're getting those lab results. You're improving your ratings, which is in turn improving your reimbursements. But uh, physicians are also being hit with um, you know various metrics that they need to improve. So by you know just by the nature of you being on top of your game and excellent you know are your physicians recognizing that are they seeing benefits from that
1: not yet they're they're still in denial but yeah when it hits them then they're gonna say well look all my patients from germs are doing great
0: yeah it i mean it does take a while too um for for those records to Yeah, because cycle. I
1: mean we're still just finding out about reimbursements from twenty twenty. Come on, we're about to be twenty twenty two. So you really need to get in the game now for your twenty twenty two scores because we're already in twenty twenty one. You already missed the boat if you're not doing anything yet. So you already missed the year twenty
0: twenty
1: one. Yeah. So now's the time to jump on board and let's start working on that.
0: So how does so can you explain kind of how that affects your reimbursements, like what third parties are looking at what scores and how does that directly affect your reimbursements?
1: Just about all third parties now. um, Not your private insurance yet, but it's coming down. It will. I'm pretty sure it will. Um, You've even got Medicaid plans there doing it. Uh, Optum. And then of course, you know, you've got CVS, Caremark, who owns half of them. Uh, WellCare, Aetna, you really need to look at them all and and see who's on those medications and and just find your BIN number for those. I mean, look at your trimester report. That right there, work on that. Find those insurance companies, get your BIN numbers, run a report of whose patients or or what Medicare patients are on these and see, you know, who's on your your three classes and, and put them on a program. Run a report weekly, you know. You get new patients all the time too, so you want to make sure you're not missing those, you know. Because uh, that's what's bad. You'll inherit a patient from another pharmacy who's not compliant. Well, now that brings your scores down, which is not fair, and I can't explain why that is, but it is. It is. Um. So yeah, and that's happened to me quite a bit. I'm like, oh, bro, here we go. But I just Give them a little speech. Hey, if you want to feel with me, you're going to have to be compliant. And, you know, and again, and I hate to use the COVID thing, but if you're not compliant, you're not taking care of yourself. You have yeah. to, you know, yeah. it, it, they're not putting you on these medicines just for the hell of it. Um, I have to remind myself to take mine because, you know, I have high blood pressure, high cholesterol and all that good stuff. Uh, it's just... We've got to take care of ourselves.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you also take an interesting approach that um, uh, definitely uh, is something that maybe is easier to do or maybe more. uh, Maybe people feel more comfortable in a small community where you have that connection. But it sounds like you really put some accountability on your patients as well.
1: I sure do. (laughs) (laughs) They put it on me and I put it back on them. (laughs) It's a two-way street. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, we're like family because we'll argue. We will. But we love each other at the end of the day. You know, it's all good. We we spat, but they they know I'm right. (laughs) You know, they're like, I'm sorry, Miss Germ.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's... That that's really that that accountability is, is so important because it's real easy, especially, you know, if you're I can only imagine, you know, taking ten different medications and being, you know, in um you know, maybe maybe an elderly position. Maybe you you could really use some some assistance anyway. So just that Keeping up with those multiple medications, you end up with a couple on your dresser, a couple in the kitchen cabinet, two on the bathroom counter. And it goes back
1: to, did I take, you know, and for the elderly, especially with those with caregivers, this, you know, packaging is the best thing. They can just like, especially with medicine on time, it's the month package, but each little square is perforated, so for my mom, for instance, my sister will take off her morning pack and bring it to her and her evening pack and bring it to her because um, she does have dementia. So it's 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 there, you know, and my sister as well. It's like we forget, you know, but the dates on it, her name's on it, the time of it, you know, this is her 8 a.m. dose pack, you know, this is her 8 p.m., whatever. Um, so for caregivers, especially uh we work all the time now we are having to take care of our parents or you know so for those working people it's the best thing for them it really is if they're having to take care of the elderly because i I cannot stand to fill a pill box that's why i package my medicines come sunday i would be depressed because oh i have to go fill my pill box yeah that yeah no
0: yeah I, i i love that um that pill box mentioned because I was in a pharmacy that hadn't implemented MedSync yet. And they were just filling every prescription as they came in, which is horribly inefficient. You know, if you get twice as many prescriptions in your store, you're going to need twice as many technicians because there's no economy of scale. There's, it's such an inefficient way to work on top of, you know, all the clinical issues that that brings. But, um, they were resistant for MedSync. They were like, oh, you know, our, our patients don't want that um, because it's, you know, it's hard. It's hard to change. It's hard to implement a new process. But while I was in that pharmacy, somebody came up to the counter with one of those plastic week, you know, seven-day pill organizers. And, well, no, they they bought it the, uh, off the the rack there. They bought it to do it themselves. And I'm like – Your patients want MedSync. They want adherence packaging so bad. They're going to do it themselves.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And okay. So if you're not MedSync and they have their little pill box filled, well, are they going to fill it on Sunday or whatever for the next week, but they only have three pills in one bottle. That's hard to keep up for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do
1: they put those three pills in and then they get it refilled in them? Okay which ones do they need to go in now or do they not put the three pills in and then they forget that whole week to take their cholesterol medicine or their diabetes medicine? Cause it's yeah. not in the box.
0: Yeah. Or do the patients need to sync themselves through non-adherence? So if I'm going to start using this pill box, well, I'm just going to take my metformin every other day so I can make it to Friday so I can get them all filled at the same time. It, it really poses yeah. a lot of problems.
1: It does. And the beautiful thing about the packaging as well is, especially with medicine on time, at the very bottom, you have the IDs. I mean, it has a, a picture of the drugs of each drug mm-hmm. in the package. So let's just say, doc told me to stop taking this one. OK, well, look, this is it. When you go to take your evening dose, pull that one out. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's something I just you know, packaged, I'll repackage it for them. But if it's, you know, they have a week left. They know what pill to take out and not take. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. So we're kind of talking about two different things, but they definitely go hand in hand. So medication synchronization is basically, hey, I'm going to sit down with my patient. You have 10 medications. You got one from your cardiologist, one from your general practitioner, you know, one from your therapist, and they're all due on different days, I'm going to sync those together. So you come to the pharmacy once a month. I have all your medications ready in an appointment-based model. And then that really sets the stage to let me make it even easier for you. I'm going to put those in adherence packaging. So every day you have your doses lined out for you. So you mentioned medicine on time. That's the adherence packaging that you that you're using. There's a, a lot of different formats out there. So strip packaging where they look like little packages of runts that are put together. Um, you have your blister cards, you have some envelopes. I mean, there's a lot of different um, adherence packaging out there. So tell me a little bit about the the option that you use. Is that uh manual option? Is it uh, automated? How does that work?
1: Well, it's manual. Uh, I do it, but it's interfaced with Pioneer because I do have Pioneer. It's interfaced with Pioneer. So uh, I have a different system for Medicine on Time that prints the labels for me. And uh, it's just little uh, plastic dose cups in, in a square. You have a standard capacity, you know, like if they're only taking five pills in the morning, you will use a smaller dose pack. Or you have the high, the high capacity, which I have patients that are on like 20 meds. So I'll have to use that. But, I mean, the, you have different labels and it's set up. It's, you just put your patient in and print your label and it just spreads on the package. It's got the patient's name, the date, the date, and every medication and strength on that, that one little tiny cup. So it's all there. Yeah, it's all there. It's not all, you know, a bunch of pills with a bunch of labels on. It's just, it's neat. It's professional looking. And I really haven't seen many others because I'm so impressed with this. It's just totally professional looking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, like I said, a lot of different options out there. So I always like to hear, you know, which, which options, um, you know, pharmacies have found that really fit their needs because there's Again, you know, so many different formats, and and there's you know benefits to to all of them. So, um, you mentioned that you have uh, another pharmacist on board now, so uh, you have a little bit more time, which is always great. As an independent pharmacist, you're the building manager, sometimes the you know delivery driver, the uh, janitor, the <laughs> you oh, name yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, with this newfound uh, freedom on your schedule, hopefully, uh, what are you looking forward to? You know, I know there's PQA has some some new diabetic uh, uh, measures that they've rolled out recently. You know, do you have some clinical goals that you're focusing on? Are you going to focus on community?
1: I would actually like to start helping other pharmacies in my spare time. Um, Just a couple of days a week. It wouldn't take long, you know. Just let me go in there. I'll show you where to start, and then turn you loose after that. Just you know, learning that Equip dashboard, it's it's simple. And I mean, I would love to do stuff like that, you know.
0: Yeah, that's really that 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 a little that that higher calling where we see pharmacists, you know. I, I love. It's like I've got to coin like a term for it, but um, you know, it's like that fourth level that you know you go from the uh, you know working in a big box retail environment to an independent to ownership and and multi store and and then there's that next step, and a lot of times that can be like precepting or you know working with groups like NCPA to you know just kind of kind of help push um legislatively uh and then you know we see those pharmacists that move into you know mentoring and and helping other other pharmacies
1: um Yeah because you know these high volume stores they're leaving thousands on the table
0: Yeah thousands Yeah it's cra- it's crazy to think because you know you you can see where in some areas, you know, you might just look at your reimbursements and say, "Oh, well, you know, I could submit a different NDC on that claim, or you know, there's a DIR fee for that, and I understand that." Um, but a lot of what you're talking about is way down the road, so you're not seeing that immediate response. You really have to be proactive. Th- look at your scores. Look at look at those leading indicators to figure out your financial stability two years from now.
1: Exactly, exactly. As a matter of fact, from uh, 2019 to 2020, my variable rates, uh, I went up 500% on my reimbursements. Wow. And I'm a low volume store, so imagine somebody doing 400 a day.
0: Yeah, so you're what, 100, 150 scripts a day probably?
1: Yeah, COVID knocked me down. I was one hundred and fifty last year. It kind of went down with COVID. It's coming back up again, though.
0: Yeah, that's that's for two people. Yeah, no, for two for two people, especially taking a really hands on um, approach.
1: Right, we're not just filling and and you know we're, we're doing it all. So yeah, but it's doable. You know, yeah, it is doable.
0: Yeah. You mentioned script count uh, kind of, you know, has has taken a dip with COVID. Do you see any bigger ramifications from that? Maybe people avoiding the hospital, avoiding, you know, going to the doctor, avoiding going to the pharmacy?
1: No, I think what it was is when we had all these, uh, I don't know what you call it, lockdowns or whatever last year. You know, people weren't going to the doctor as much because they were doing more telemedicine. So people were just not coming in. Yeah. But that's picked back up, you know. I'm just reflecting back on last year. Yeah, it's picked up. It's coming back up.
0: Yeah, what do you expect for the flu season? I I figure this year might be uh, kind of interesting. I know everybody's been locked up. (laughs) Well,
1: I really don't know what's going on, and and um, I might be considered a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) Conspiracy theorist, if I go on this conversation, so. I didn't feel any Tamiflu last year, so I don't know, you know.
0: Yeah, isn't that wild? But I guess, you know, everybody stayed indoors. Everybody washed their hands. Everybody wore a mask. Surprise, nobody got the flu. So, okay, maybe it works. Uh, But then now my my daughter went back to – she's in third grade this year. and She went back to school and a weekend, you know, I had some back-to-school bug that she brought home. I'm like, yeah, I have no immune system anymore. I'm just going to catch every – Every cold, every bug that I can. So.
1: Ah, you need your zinc, your vitamin D. <laughs> Come on, man, I'll get you on a regimen. Because <laughs> it really, I mean, really, I, I, I'm taking zinc, vitamin D. I've always taken a super B complex with C. I've never gotten sick. I, I don't get sick, really. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm i also like, if I get the slightest cold, I get the... Uh, what you may have heard of as a man cold, oh where, yeah, yeah. Like I get a little bit of a a, a cold and I limp. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's scary now because you know with the pollen and everything in Louisiana, it's like, oh my god, do I have COVID? What's going on? I'm sneezing. You know, it's like,
0: oh yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's kind of a scary thing.
0: So um hopefully things are kind of returning back to normal. Little bit in some in some ways, I feel like I, I hate that a new normal is like a term that we use, but it kind of seems like you know there there's some familiarity with the situation and we're moving forward. Put it that way. Um, so what do you see coming down the line? That you know, outside of COVID, what were we focusing on with metrics with PQA? What's still important? what's maybe important that wasn't important before uh, moving into the next year?
1: The opioid, the opiate problem. We need to, you know, watch that. I think that's going to be coming down the pipe with uh, equip mental health.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, I forget what insurance it is, but one of them's focusing on mental health. Now, humana, for one thing, I I do have um, something that I need to do with a few patients for humana. But I can't remember. There was someone else. But, yeah, uh, again, keep up with your MTMs because that, that's a good uh, another thing. Um, check it weekly at least because they warn you who's coming up for refills that you need to – they'll give you a heads up. And, again, uh-huh. you, you take care of that. That's $10. So let's just say you're only making $2 on it when you fill the medication. They're giving you a heads up, hey, he needs his medicine filled. And if it's all three, your metformin, you know, that's $30. Yeah. They're going to pay you just for making sure he picks it up.
0: Yeah. Where do you find your MTM information?
1: Well, mine is through outcomes.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. So if you're not following that, that I mean, they'll tell you when you, you sign into it, you've got a chance to pick up $4,000 with CMRs. Mm hmm. Um, and if you don't do it, somebody else like me will pick them up.
0: Yeah, because it sounds like you're really doing like many CMRs. Anytime you get a refill request, anyways, the patient's
1: here to pick up the medication. Perfect timing to let's go over your meds with you.
0: Pharmacists are forever saying we want to get paid for you know the clinical work that we're doing, the services that you're providing. MTM says, "Hey, we'll pay you."
1: <laughs> yeah, all you got to do is do it. You know, and of course it's. You know, it's, and and I can't say anything because I've been a pharmacist for 33 years. That makes me an old school pharmacist. Counting is, you know, typing, that's what we've done, but you've got to adapt, you've got to evolve. You know, if you want to be a healthcare provider? And we, you know, what if we would just get that status finally as a healthcare provider status? That would be immensely great for us, for our profession. But we've got to prove to them that we can, you know. It's CMRs is one way to do it.
0: it. You know, and that's that's another neat thing that I think is going to come out of the the COVID uh, pandemic is that pharmacists had to step up. Pharmacists oh had to had to provide stress. some of those services, right? And that's a lot know? of stress. And if you're pro- if you're providing point of care testing, if you're providing immunizations, if you're writing prescriptions based on uh, point of care testing, like. Really, kind of move the needle forward. Hopefully, so. That's
1: right. That would be a fantastic thing for us too.
0: Yeah. Well, I know that it's uh, only you and Nikki in the in the pharmacy today, or is your relief pharmacist? Well, I have
1: Megan. Ma- yeah, Megan's there.
0: All right. <laughs> All right. Well, good. I'm going to let you get back to the team. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, want to talk to you soon. Hopefully, uh, hear about your uh, your exploration into helping other pharmacies. So. Um, Countdown, let's give some some bullet points, some homework for anybody listening. Go sign up with the quip.
1: Yeah. Make sure if you're, you're not knocking, Yeah.
0: Yeah. You gotta you gotta be aware. Uh, yep. make sure you're getting those MTMs. Right. Um uh, make Med sure sink. you're focusing. Med sync. What what else uh what else pharmacies need to be doing this year?
1: Uh focus in on packaging patients that you just cannot make pick up monthly. And change to pioneer software. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that, but I didn't make you say that. <laughs> no, you didn't,
1: but I threw that in for sure. <laughs> no, because okay. it's the best recording system ever. Yeah. I mean, you have it all. And and my God, there's so much, I don't even know about it. That That's another thing. I'd like to go spend a day with someone and just like, Hey, show me what to do. You know, there's so many things that can be done that I'm not even using.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, I need to get uh, need to dive into your system and kind of have you show me some of those reports, and um, you know maybe we can we can have you uh, come in and do like a webinar soon, kind of share share some of those.
1: That would be awesome. Love to do that. All
0: right, I'll let you get back to it. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you soon.
1: Thank everyone at Pioneer because the response anytime I need help is immediate. I have no problems at all. And just peace to everybody over there. Y'all are great.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much. Uh, shout out to all the Pioneer support. I, I love when uh, when we get those uh, uh, unsolicited uh, compliments. I didn't make you. <laughs> nope. So did not make me that's... at all.
1: Did not make me at all. But thanks so much for having me. I appreciate that. All
0: right. Talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Scripts, presented by the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please support our channel by liking, subscribing, and clicking the notification bell so that you'll be notified anytime we post new content. To stay up to date with all of the latest independent pharmacy news and content, follow Pioneer Rx on your preferred social media platform.